Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way, love is what you make of it. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Luciani, along with my millennial daughter and co-host, Lauren Simonian, welcoming you to another session of self-coaching, where real life, emotional struggle, whether it's depression, anxiety, relationship conflict, losing weight, or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed, teaching you to become your own best coach. So learn, I want you to be my best coach today, because uh, I think this is an important topic. Are you prepared to do that? To be your coach? Sure. Really? Okay. And what today's topic is, ending struggle by doing nothing. It's called therapeutic surrender. Kind of sounds almost contradictory, doesn't it? Doing something by doing nothing. Yes, I love the paradox. I wanted to share with you a millennial problem that I've been having because I think that you'll appreciate it, but it doesn't have to do with surrender. Is it okay to share? It's fine. Why don't you go ahead? And if it's not okay, um, we'll live with it. (laughs) We'll surrender to it. So (laughs) I know that I've been defending my millennialship for a while, but I may... Millennialship. (laughs) (laughs) There may be a chance that I am experiencing carpal tunnel in my right thumb and index finger, which can only be traced back to texting say it ain't so yep it's true oh my god got it checked out this week and i i wasn't sure if i was going to admit this to you because i'm sure you're going to truly appreciate making fun of me for it but i thought it was worth bringing up there must be a millennial term for that there probably should be i can't be the first one to be experiencing this millennial thumb i think we'll call it You're suffering from millennial thumb. Oh my goodness, Lauren, you must be terribly depressed. Well, I know because you know what the only solution is, is to stop using my phone, I think. No. But how do you, now wait, what happens when you only have one thumb working? I mean, that must, I'll have to let you know next week. I don't know. Well, you, you just have to do half of a conversation or something, I guess. Right. Oh, boy, I'm sorry to hear that. I, I I know I'm making fun of it, but I'm sure for a millennial, to have millennial thumb, <laughs> that's, that's tantamount to, uh, you know, just getting, uh, you know, just the worst of uh, a parasite or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a pretty difficult pretty, fate. Pretty bad stuff. Okay, well, thanks for sharing that. And of course, now I feel vindicated. Do you I have any they're... baby boomer problems to share or? None, no, never. Just no, never. No, oh, no. well, all right. So would you like to start out uh, explaining in, in the best of the millennial terms that are possible uh, what surrender means to you? Sure. Well, I think that surrender has a, co- a negative connotation to it from for a lot of people because people think of surrendering as giving up or feeling defeated, not being able to rise to a challenge. But I think that the, in the true sense of surrender, it's actually quite the opposite of that because it doesn't actually mean to be passive or to not take action or make change. Uh, it simply just means to let go of inner resistance in the moment. 
So instead of, you know, fighting against what is, you actually accept it fully in that particular moment. Mm. To me, to me, uh, when I look at the concept of therapeutic surrender, what, what I see is something that, that really isn't a strategy. It's, it's kind of the absence of a strategy, uh, kind of a capitulation. Uh, think, think of maybe being on a diving board and you've got your toes curled on the end and, and you kind of want to get into that nice refreshing water and you're, you're kind of hesitant and you've got all these this trepidation going on in your mind. But with therapeutic surrender, you kind of just lean a little bit and let your body just let gravity take over and you come off that diving board. Now, I know it's not the greatest of metaphors, but the diving board part of you, the part of you on the diving board is the part that's maybe anxious. Maybe I'm going to do a belly flop. Maybe I'm too high off the water. But once once you give in to gravity, the capitulation, all of that trepidation, all of that worry, it's, it's over. And then you find yourself in the water, right? Mm. Yeah. And I like thinking about it as you're not giving up, but you're letting go. So like you just said, like letting go of the worry and the overthinking, you let go of that and that's where surrender arises. So it's not like you're giving up and you're not going to try any longer. It's more of a, an active state of letting go as opposed to a passive state of walking mm -hmm. away. Well, okay. So you call it an active state of letting go. And I, th I think that's, per that's perfectly uh, well said because basically we're not conditioned to surrender. We, we are more conditioned to worry about what's coming, trying to, you have to excuse my voice today. We have this high pollen count. It's terrible around here. You know, those little squiggly wormy things that land on your Oh, corner. that's pollen? I, I guess it's pollen. Those things are everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Your car is like green. Yeah. But I, I, I wander. So let me come back. But, but I do think that uh, when, when we surrender, it's, it's something that's, it's alien. It's not natural. Our, our whole life was spent, is spent being conditioned to try to handle life in the abstract. You know, what if this happens, worrying about things, anticipating, bracing, all that stuff. So when you say it's an active surrender, I think you're absolutely correct because, because we do have to kind of have that concept in mind and we have to make ourselves let go. So let's Let's talk today a lot about how we're going to accomplish that. And, and I think it's, it's really important to recognize first, first and foremost, the mistaken belief that we, we can't control the uncontrollable. And anything that takes place in the future is not within our here and now control. Do you buy that? Yes. If you had to do something unpleasant and you're, controlling mind is trying to prepare for that and anticipate that, then if someone were to say to you, just, just let it go. Well, that kind of just rubs us the wrong way. How do you mean let it go? I can't let it go. So, <laughs> so we have all this resistance to surrender. Now, what, I mean, do you agree, first of all, that we, that we tend to resist letting go and surrendering? Yes, absolutely. Well, yes, that's the mind. That's what the mind tries to do. And all, all resistance lives in the mind. So hmm. surrender is actually not a mind, a state of mind. It's a state of being. So all, all resistance is in the mind. That's, that's very, very important. 
because resistance is analogous to stress and stress is a first cousin of anxiety. So, so when, when, we, when we allow ourselves to resist or when we indulge our resistance, we're, we're really creating a world of stress, anxiety, and various other kinds of struggles. So, so resistance is maybe the more knee-jerk aspect to our lives. And surrender is really not, you know, at all natural. Maybe it could become natural. So, so I think we have to cultivate surrender. Don't we have to kind of practice it? Yes. And I actually do think that a surrendered state is probably at, at its core, a very natural state. I, mm. I think because we've been conditioned, it's become unnatural. But if you look at nature, you look at animals, there, there is no resistance and everything gets accomplished. Like they, they, they live in a surrendered state. They meaning animals and uh, nature. There, there's no resistance to change. There's no resistance to anything. So there's no struggle that's created. Whereas because of our conditioning and our mind patterns, we wind up creating the inner resistance. And so our state of being, our surrendered state is harder to access. Mm. It's really, it's really so true. It's like, when you say it's, it's maybe the natural state, I hadn't thought about that, but you may be correct. And then maybe you're not correct. So we'll, <laughs> we'll waffle on that a little bit. And I can't Google it for you because my thumb is uh, yeah. <laughs> uh You want me to Google it for you? <laughs> no, that'll take 20 minutes. You know, but I wonder what the natural state is because we, we've had various podcasts on why we worry and how on, on some level worry and the negativity of worrying is preparing us for, for danger and protecting ourselves. But I think I think you you're probably right to some extent that that if we could live in between that kind of worrisome place, there is that natural craving and tendency to want to experience surrender. And the reason being is because and hopefully we'll be able to get people to get to this place before the podcast is over. But when you do surrender to to something that's that's inevitable, uh, there's there's this this moment of clarity of peace of relaxation it's almost like a burden gets lifted uh if if i have a a worrisome thought about something that's coming up in the next few days and it's tormenting me and i'm ruminating about it and losing sleep if i get to a moment where i yield and i i surrender to that and i accept that fate then the moment that i truly accept that fate is the moment of clarity where I have this this kind of peace, this relaxation. Do, do, do you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah, I think the surrendered state is the state of peace. I've actually heard it said that the journey of surrender is a journey from outer turmoil to inner peace. Mm. It's actually the opposite of turmoil or chaos. Yeah, inner peace. And, you know, you, I, I, always, I always have kind of um, heard you say in many of our podcasts about you saying yes to life. And I, I came across a little Zen parable of a man that went to a, a monastery. And um, when he was all finished his meditations, he asked the teacher, um, how do you find peace? And the teachers, the monk said, uh, I say yes to everything that happens. I say yes. And when the man returned home, he was enlightened. 
What does that mean? Well, it means that you say yes to life, what is. You, you don't say, no, 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 I don't want it to be what is. I want it to be different. You say yes to what is. You yield to your fate, the actual circumstances of your life, things that are unchangeable or can't be changed. Am I correct saying that you've said many times on our podcast, and I'm sure you believe it, that saying yes is one technique for surrender? Yes, absolutely. I, yes, was, you yes, said yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, but I also think that it's important to make the distinction that um, surrender doesn't necessarily mean that you have to accept something that is uncomfortable or undesirable. So if you're in a situation that you are noticing is not one that you want to stay in, uh, to surrender doesn't just mean to give up and say, okay, you know, this is my fate. I have to stay here and accept it. Although that would be one way to do it, but, but that's not necessarily, uh, you know, the fullness of surrender because surrender, essentially it just, what you need to do is sort of narrow your attention to the present moment. So mm. the, the situation at large, um, can only be handled in each passing present moment. That's all that we have. So when we can learn to accept the moment that we're in right now, you can release the mental attachment and the emotional reactivity to that moment, just in this moment. And from that state, you take action. Mm -hmm. And when you take action from that state, that's where the positive changes come from. It comes from the surrendered state, a state beyond mind resistance. Because when you are, rea when you are reacting from mental negativity, the outcome is hardly ever as effective as when you approach it from a state of surrendered action, mm -hmm. where there is no longer mind identification. I think it's important that we differentiate between surrendering to things that uh, that can't be changed versus surrendering to things that can be changed. The, I guess the most profound uh, issue is mortality. I mean, that is that is one of the major exceptions to anything that we can possibly control in life. No one on this planet will ever escape that. And yet, how many people deny, uh, turn away from it? Look at all the TV commercials, you know, the, the skin reducing this and that. The, you know, we, we, really, we really struggle with that. And the older you get, perhaps, the more you struggle with it. But that's because we're not surrendering to that reality. Now, what's, you know, why not? I mean, it's almost like we're saying, well, by, by not surrendering, we're somehow preventing it or, 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 or getting away with it. You know, we're not going to die. But I know it's a morbid topic, but nevertheless, I think it's a good metaphor for how surrender can relieve you of the burden, that anticipatory burden and the, the, the torment that comes with saying no to fate. Right. Yeah, saying I I definitely agree with you wholeheartedly. I just see surrender as a very moment to moment practice. I don't I, I personally have not had success surrendering to a situation at large because that's essentially asking you to surrender to something that hasn't happened yet. So, I know I guess you're saying like surrender to the thoughts in your mind, but I think you know, if you picture like uh, driving down a highway in the 
pitch dark, I guess it wouldn't be a highway, but you're driving down a dark road in the pitch black with your headlights on. It's like, you don't really know what's going to be up ahead in the road, but what you can see is like right in front of you where the headlights are lighting up the road. And so that is a metaphor for the present moment. Like you can see where you are right now and that's what you surrender to as you move forward. Knowing that if you can surrender in that moment, what's to come later will be what it'll be. <laughs> I hear what you're saying and I totally agree with you that there you have to surrender to the the thoughts in your brain, but I think also, you know, there are plenty of situations, even daily situations that we resist because they're uncomfortable, more inconsequential things than, you know, a, a diagnosis or or something like that, but like let's just say it on a summer night you were in your home and your power went out and it was really, really hot. And you were forced to sort of be in your home in this uncomfortable sweltering heat. You know that, you know, there, there's automatically going to be this internal resistance to the situation because you don't know how long it will last and it's really uncomfortable. And so if you were practicing surrender, what you would do is you would try in, in, the mo in each moment to detach from the negativity around it, allow it to be what it is, but at the same time, in each moment, as you surrender, you can still take action. Like you can still be surrendered, but also call the power company. You can still be in a state of surrender, but also in that moment, um, maybe even part of your action is, is making a plan for the future, which is fine as long as you're focusing your full attention on what aspect of the plan is happening right now which yeah, is yeah yeah that's i like that you know it, it, because i i know i would cringe if, if it were 110 degrees in my house and, and humid um i i wouldn't like that and and a part of me would be wishing it were otherwise mm -hmm. and not only wishing it were otherwise but probably stressing over this is ridiculous i can't stand this so that's where once you surrender and realize that that you you really you know we try to think our way out of out of our miseries sometimes but once you realize that you don't have to really think about and ponder why it's getting so hot but it is hot and you're not going to change that and it's going to be uncomfortable and you are going to sweat but you don't have to add to that by saying no 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 so it really isn't a matter of eliminating anxiety or stress Surrender is really a strategy for, uh, for, for just really relaxing your mind enough to not exacerbate the situations that challenge us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember taking an exercise class once and we were in an ab series and my abs were on fire. I remember thinking that I couldn't go, I couldn't do it any longer. Um, but the instructor, like right at that moment, gave this brilliant lesson on surrender and basically told us that instead of allowing our minds to tell us that we can't possibly do this any longer, she had said, instead, imagine and go to the sensations is actually what she said. So she said, feel what's happening in your body, feel the, um, the heat and the burning and whatever the sensations are and allow your brain only to think about what's uh, happening and don't judge it like take away the negativity, take away the judgment that this feeling is bad or this feeling is not sustainable. Because if it's sustainable in this moment, then that's all that matters. It doesn't matter what happens in the next moment because you deal with the next moment when you're actually in the next moment. Well, I think that's key. What you said about 
don't judge it. That's key. I, I, I think that explains a lot about what, what I've been ineptly trying to say, and that is that when we interpret and judge something to be good or bad, or in this case, bad, so if we could live in a non-judgment state, now, is that would that be consistent with surrender to be non-judgmental? Yes. Yeah, because I think anxiety, depression, you know, the, we make highly uh, kind of toxic and and radioactive kind of judgments about things, and and I think that that's that's that would help me as I go forward thinking about uh, how I need to. Let's go back to your the house at 110 degrees. If if I'm going to kind of judge that as being intolerable, then I've taken a difficult situation and I've now introduced the the stressful emotions of I can't stand this. This is intolerable. And rather than just handling the discomfort. Mm -hmm. So handling the discomfort of life. Yeah, I think that works for me. And also, you know, I guess along with the, the discomfort of life, it's the uncertainty of life also. There, there are things that, you know, we've often talked about how we are controlling beings and we like to be in control. And we kind of hate when when we don't we can't really pin something down and control it. We have that controlling part of our, our species, I think. And uh, you know, it's like mortality. Going back to that, you know, that's the one thing we can't control, and, and we we can we can fight against that as much as we want and just add uh, stress to our lives. But it's 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 thinking that we have the ability to control the uncontrollable that really gets us in a lot of a lot of trouble mm. yeah it's true and i think it's amazing when when surrender comes it's accompanied by an even greater feeling of ease uh, relief peace it's it's really the moment that pristine moment when we stop fighting what is that's Maybe that's the best way of saying it. It's the moment, like the diving board. Once, once gravity takes over and you're falling off that diving board, that's the moment where we stop fighting in our minds. Okay. Well, I also I know I've said this before in another podcast, but I think it's kind of it kind of fits in here too, which is, and this is from my favorite spiritual boyfriend Eckhart Tolle but he says that whenever you're in a situation that doesn't feel good like a situation that is not bringing you fulfillment he says you have only three options the first is to change the situation if at all possible make take action and change it the second is to remove yourself from the situation so leave it. And if you can't do either of those two things, his advice is to surrender and accept the situation fully. So after, you know, you give yourself the chance to, to make the change, to leave the situation. And if you can't, and you're stuck in whatever the situation is, like the sweltering hot house or the unfortunate medical diagnosis, whatever it may be, the advice is to find a way to accept it fully to take all of the mental negativity out of it because that truly is what creates the suffering it's not the situation itself it's our judgment of it yeah you and your spiritual boyfriend huh yeah yeah i don't have a spiritual girlfriend you don't no 
Oh, I've got some ideas maybe, for Maybe you. Princess Summerfall Winter Spring. You don't know who that is either, do you? No. To all the millennials out there, it's from the Howdy Doody show. She was, oh. a pup, she was a puppet, Princess Summer, Fall, Winter, Spring. She's going to be your spiritual <laughs> puppet girlfriend? Okay. My, my, my spiritual puppet girlfriend. Whatever floats your boat, Dad. <laughs> Hello, boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm also thinking while we talk that this kind of, maybe I'll call it the illusion of certainty. You know, it's almost like, you know, that we have this feeling that that we can control almost everything. And yet the reality is we control almost nothing. Yeah, exactly. You know, that, that control in and of itself and certainty is, is an illusion. You know, what kind of things are, 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 are when, we, when we think ahead, you know, what's certain? I mean, we, we say the sun comes, the sun doesn't come up, the earth moves and the sun appears to come up in the morning. Just a little factoid there. Mm-hmm. And... You know, so there is. What what are the certainties in life? Life is is a flowing kind of experience, and and to think that we can we can be that black and white and that predictive, I think gets us in trouble. I think that we have to realize that there's a certain de- degree of, um, you know, that everything in life that, that nothing is guaranteed. Not really. I mean, you could say, you know, maybe the the sun will explode by morning. <laughs> Actually, I just, I think it's 9 billion years we have before it turns into a red giant. So, oh, thank but, goodness. Yeah, you don't have to start packing your bags. But, but nevertheless, I think that when we, when we insist that, that we, we can guarantee the future by worrying about something or insulating ourselves, I think it gets us in trouble. I think, it, I think a healthier path is, is kind of to be somewhat have a sense of relativity about things that sometimes things work out, sometimes they don't, but we can't control outcomes. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people learned that lesson this past year with the pandemic, because so much of what we thought was under control got uprooted. Very good point. Yeah. Very good point. I mean, uh, who, who would have thought, you know, we, we, we kind of have heard about the Spanish flu and those kind of things, but, but a pandemic, uh, you know, we 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 really we really have been taught a lesson that that there are no guarantees in life. There is no certainty to our mundane everyday. You know, we we tend to think that every day is just going to be what we predict it will be, and sometimes it's very unpredictable. A a young man that I've I've been working with this past week was in a a um, a collision, and his car was totaled, and. Uh, it's, you know, one minute you're driving along, um, listening to the radio or whatnot, and the next minute you're, you're in the hospital for two weeks. So, you know, it's, it's, these are horrible illusions. And, and yet they are parts of life that, that just show us that there, there are no guarantees. I mean, you go to the 7-Eleven for, uh, you know, some milk, and, you know, there are no guarantees, you're not going to get a flat tire or you know, some aliens are going to come down and swoop you up or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I think part of surrendering is being comfortable in the not knowing, which a lot of people, like you say, you know, we, we search for 
solid ground, but in this groundlessness, mm. that's where the practice really comes in handy is, is to be comfortable there. Because in reality, that's typically where we live most of our life <laughs> in the groundlessness. Yeah, that's, that's an important point. And we need to practice becoming more comfortable with, uh, with just surrendering that, that, that we just really need to practice that. It's very, very hard to recognize that doing nothing is doing something. I think that we should start quoting you now instead of Eckhart Tolle. <laughs> yeah, and I think also when you're in the state of practicing surrender, you can also sort of ask yourself, like, what if this was okay? Like, what if whatever's happening right now didn't have to be negative? Like, what if I were going to believe that right now everything is okay? Um, and, and that doesn't mean like, you know, projecting into the future that the situation's going to turn out okay, but just where I am right now with, with myself, that I'm okay. And, you know, because a lot of times we, we tend to feel out of control when we don't know what's happening. But I think just like reframing that and teaching mm -hmm. ourselves not to panic, um, just to be with what is. And usually what is in the moment is not fatal you know like it's usually our our thoughts that make it feel so um difficult and typically that the moment that we're experiencing isn't isn't as intense or dramatic as we perceive there are different shades of this it's like it's like the, the the house you know in the heat that we mentioned earlier certain things that are for all intent and purposes inevitable you know we we in the moment we're not happy about that. Something that's coming up the next day that, that really is kind of challenging and maybe even painful, something that's coming up. So there is discomfort in the moment. And surrender doesn't mean you're going to eliminate the discomfort. Surrender means that you're not going to fight the fact that you're uncomfortable or that you're going to be dealing with something. But, but you're just surrendering your mind from wrestling with it. Or as my grandmother used to say, wrestling with it. <laughs> yeah, you're befriending, befriending the discomfort, being with it. I like that. Yeah. Uh, and and we, it's, it's an acceptance, of, and it's a very profound way to live, because, you know, like the, the Zen monk says, when you say yes to everything, you're realizing that, uh, that we cannot control fate. So what comes our way... Uh, like it or not, a heat wave or mortality or, you know, whatever it may be, fate is not something we can control. If you're swimming in a stream, I mean, you could swim against that current and you could say, no, 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 and, and just all this worrisome stuff. Or you can just kind of float along with the stream uh, and realize that even though you're facing a current, a turret of difficulty, you don't have to add to that by exhausting yourself. You can still within that stream, that current of difficulty, you could find some solace within your own mind. True. And I think when you're able to do that, there's also an opportunity to allow possibility also. I think when we get so attached to the negative suffering in our mind, we don't see anything other than that. It's like a tunnel vision perception of what's happening. But if you're really truly able to surrender in the moment and not fight against the moment, oftentimes possibilities 
arise that can change things. Things might feel different um, mm -hmm. as you look at it from a fresh perspective. It's true. And I'm always fond of saying, you know, when we when we we get into our naysaying that, you know, we we're we are survival machines. Look at all the problems we've solved, the difficulties we've handled. Uh, it's almost like we forget that. And we we tend to, especially the more insecure you are, and the more panicky you become because you're facing life's challenges with this, this dire need to control what's ahead. And the more you try to control that, the, the worse things are going to get. But if, if you look back and realize that you are, in fact, a survival machine, and you need to kind of let go, surrender, and trust, you know, and that's it, the self-trust that you have the tools, you have the capacity, you've demonstrated that time and time again, you know, just just start to just let go to yourself and to those inner resources that you possess. And we, we don't do that. And the more we try to go cognitively into figuring it out, into thinking it through, that's usually where we get ourselves into more of a, of a, of a quandary because we're not really relying on our own instincts to carry us through. We're relying on our thinking to figure it out. And, mm -hmm. and we've got to get out of our heads. Surrender Is surrender getting out of your head, would you say? Yeah, I think surrender is getting out of the mind and into the into the being state. You know, into the pool, leaving that diving board behind. <laughs> Are you surrendering yet? I mean. Am I surrendering? Yeah, I've been surrendering all day, I think. <laughs> Which, you know, it goes back to what you said in the very beginning, though. We, we tend to see surrender as a negative, don't we? It's, it, I'd like to elaborate on that a little bit. You know, why, why do we see that as a negative? I mean, is it just because of the culture we, we've been brought up in that that's, that's what cowards do and that's what weaklings do? Is that, is that simply the reason why? Well, I think that also just based on semantics, the word has gotten changed a bit because we think of surrender as the white flag, like, you know, I'm not fighting anymore because I, I know I can't win sort of thing. So I think that, you know, a lot of times it's associated, surrender is associated with weakness or giving up. But, but, but you're, excuse me, but you're right. It is the white flag. It is the giving up of trying to control fate. So, so there is a positive giving up, right? And that's not a matter of weakness. Yeah, I guess so. I guess you're right. Our society is just so focused on doing and becoming and, you know, action oriented and goal oriented. And so this idea of surrender doesn't particularly fit into our societal view of success. So I guess maybe we're all sort of missing the point a little bit that the harder you work and the more action you take, the less you're actually living you know, the juice out of life. The juice out of life. Does uh, that make sense or no? Yeah. I just never thought of life having juice. That's all. <laughs> what kind of juice? I don't know. Something delicious. What like a you, nectar. A nectar. Millennials have many things they buy at Whole Foods and the health food stores. And we grew up with frozen orange juice. That was it. Frozen oranges was like a miracle thing. It came in this little can. That sounds delicious, actually. <laughs> well, you'd have to mix it with a quart of water. So it's, it's, you know. I oh, think... I thought you meant like for dessert, you would have frozen. Oh, yeah, I mean, you guys have things like coconut water and all that kind of stuff. You know, we yeah. grew up with tap water and frozen orange juice. 
And that was about it. Well, I mean, you claim to be the best generation, so oh, I suppose that's all you needed. We just handled life in a simple, surrendering way. Mm. Well, you certainly weren't as hydrated as we are with our coconut water. <laughs> I mean, you guys are, I mean, the ubiquitous water bottle. It's, it's kind of a religion that you have to have your water bottle in one hand, your phone in the other hand. I never really thought about that, but it's absolutely true. And I have like six different water bottles that I love to choose from each day. I do. Oh, boy. Yeah. Hey, by the way, you know, we were going on and on and on, and I almost forgot. You know what time it is? Pep talk time. It's self-coaching pep talk time. <laughs> Overthinking is a manifestation of insecurity and only fuels your problems, making you more and more anxious and distraught. The key isn't trying harder, thinking and stressing more. It's learning to surrender to what is. Wishing life itself were different is a kind of magical, childish way of stamping your feet and saying, no, no. Surrender is accepting the notion that ultimately, controlling life is an illusion. Yielding to what is reduces stress and anxiety. Resisting creates friction. So ask yourself, are you exhausting yourself by swimming against life's inevitable current? Or are you surrendering? So starting today, stop creating friction by trying to bend life to your whims. You may not be able to avoid life's demands and difficulties, but you don't have to make them worse. Mm, mm. So wise. So wise. Yeah, and before before I ask you for your closing remarks, I, I just wanted to, and, and I'll go ahead and mention it, Self Studios. And the website is selfstudioslearning.com. And as I said last time, you know, we, we have a lot of catch up to do, especially young people. And it's, it's not just academically, it's, it's the social, the emotional. And, you know, we, we, we tend to neglect or maybe we're in denial that, that we really do need to pay attention to that because things are tending to feel a little more normal. But, you know, there is some deficit that's been created by this, this pandemic. And self-studios self learning, at least as, as I've come to experience it, is, is really geared toward giving back and expanding that which has been contracted. Lauren, am I doing justice to the company? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, it, it's essentially it will offer social emotional learning and wellness courses to children and teens to try and help them process and reflect and grow from all of the challenges that they've faced post pandemic uh, and moving into the future. Great. Great. And, uh, and also, if there's anyone, any millennials or baby boomers who are active on social media if you could follow us at self studios learning on facebook or instagram that would be lovely um we appeal to both children and parents so if you're interested please follow us so, so for, for all the baby boomers out there instagram is not the same as western union telegram it's something mm -hmm. something very different right Lo? Different kind of gram, right? <laughs> you know, do you know what a telegram is? I do. How do you know that? 
I don't know. I guess like old movies or something. Let me hear your closing thoughts. Go ahead. Lay it on me now, because I, I know how much you put into trying to just pre prepare for that this week. <laughs> yeah, I've surrendered to whatever thoughts come up in my mind for closing remarks. But, but, so but, 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 but I, that's not surrender. Not, that's cop out. No, it's not. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Okay. Okay. Um, so I would say that in order to truly continue practicing surrender or to start practicing surrender, my tips would be to stay with the uncertainty, to relax in the midst of chaos, and to learn not to panic. Mm, not bad. Not bad. What do you think? Not bad. Not bad. All right. And it could have been better, but. It could always be better, but that was fine. It could have been worse. Could too. have been worse. There you go. Surrender. <laughs> See it. We're, we're talking about what is, but that was what was. Right. We're in, we're in a new we're in a new moment now, so I'm letting it go. Yeah, uh, just before we go, that, that that concept can can we talk about that at some point? That that time, just the concept of time. You know, the now is a transient thing. There isn't, it really isn't a discrete moment, is it? It's it's this thing that is, as soon as you think about it, you're now in another moment. And mm -hmm. so, so it just, that, that intrigues me. I would like to, I would like to talk about the now. The eternal now. Yeah. I love it. Because what is now, what, that, that just was. Now it's not now anymore. You get it? Ah, <laughs> Got it. Very, very intriguing stuff. But anyway, I do not have closing remarks because you've you've kind of um, whipped it out of me to be prepared because you're so spontaneous and you come in here every week and you you just just don't have to bother. So I I'm going to surrender. <laughs> I'm going to surrender to the fact that hey, I don't have to bother either. So I'm surrendering to that. Okay, perfect. So you have a good week. You too. And come up with something for next week because this. This is, a, and, and if, I, if I can say that surrendering, uh, I guess I have to say it because it's so important. Uh, and I do work with this with, with everyone I see in therapy, that the more you fight yourself or fight reality or fight life, you know, you're, you're just really making your life miserable. The choice to let it go, to surrender, that's that place where everything just starts to settle down and life becomes easier. And that's what we're all about in this podcast, how to make our lives easier, not to resist and go against the current, but to make life more tolerable. Mm. Hmm. Right? So yes. with that being said, I would like everyone to visit our websites, selfstudioslearning, all one word, dot com, and selfcoaching.net. And at selfcoaching.net, you can learn more about uh, our self-coaching philosophy. And while you're there, check out my latest number one best-selling book, Unlearning Anxiety and Depression, the four-step self-coaching program to reclaim your life. So until next time, remember that being victimized by emotional struggle is not an option. And by definition, victims are powerless. And you are not powerless. And remember, everything is hard until you make it simple. So join Princess, <laughs> Princess, what's her name? <laughs> Princess Summerfall, Winter, Spring, and my daughter Lauren and me every week 
and let's make it simple together. Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way, life is what you make of it. Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams.